Hello, everyone who is listening out there. My name is Fernando, and this is Be Unique, the podcast for Embryo Creations. And today, we have Mame Danso, who is a singer who's striving for her goals, or as she likes to say, being a boss babe. Now, I don't want to introduce too much because this is her time. So, Mommy, like, how about you tell us about your genre? To pursue this type of style of music. All right. So, primarily, I wanted to be a pop writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a little younger, I wanted to be a pop writer. And my style started to change more in the fusion with pop and rock and country when I was transitioning with my time in Nashville. And uh, I had to, I had to um, teach myself how to play guitar because I had to realize that if I wanted people to hear my stuff, I needed to play an instrument. And um, mm. at the time, I was in school for music, but I didn't really, I wasn't really strong on playing an instrument. So I would have to rely on other musicians and it would usually just fall through. So with me um, going to school for music and learning music theory and teaching myself how to play an instrument, it helped also to turn my music into that sound. Nice. So who's your favorite artist, by the way? I have so many. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so many. Um, But I'll say my primary is definitely, okay. For songwriters, I love Haley Williams Paramore. Like she is like my spirit animal. I love Haley Williams. And (laughs) (laughs) and um I love Eric Hutchinson. He's he actually made it pretty big. He got signed by a major label and then he um ended up starting his own indie label. And he's actually grew up in my area, Washington, DC. So he's one of the big guys that made it. So I love him. He's a great songwriter. Um I love Ryan Tedder. He's written a lot of great stuff for big artists like Beyonce and Kelly Clarkson. Um, there's so many. <laughs> what would you say is your favorite country singer? My favorite country singer. Good question. I'd have to say Kelly Clarkson. Interesting. I only, I, don't, I wouldn't even think of her as a, a country singer. She's more like a rockish type of sound. Um, she, she does a little country. I mean, I can hear. I can. I, I mean, I can hear you say. I can hear you saying it because of her. Her, she has that twang, mm-hmm. that twang in her voice. So I can hear you saying about it to me. She's like more of a rockish. Well, no, you know what? No, in the beginning she was kind of like rock. Mm-hmm. Then she went to her country. Mm-hmm. Then she's like pop now. Um, but that girl can blow. But speaking of blow. that, like, what happened to um, what happened to everyone else on American Idol? Because literally, except for Carrie Underwood and um, Adam Lambert. And- <laughs> talking about like the ones that had it like in, in number one almost everyone that didn't even make it and you know, they're already like um chris daughtry um ruben stars for a minute mm-hmm. um philip phillips i barely oh, yeah. hear him anymore i That's barely hear true. him anymore. clay akins he was really good but i barely hear him uh carrie underwood carrie underwood is freaking still going she's, amazing. she's still good she's really good um you ever thought about um, yeah, but I don't think that I'm actually motivated enough in that area, at least, to do the singing contest thing. <laughs> well, why do you say that? I don't know. Um, I mean, I honestly did try one time, not with American Idol, but, like, with another one. Mm-hmm. I tried with uh, America's Got Talent. <gasps> oh, oh, my God, me too. <laughs> oh, you did? Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was uh, 12th grade. It was, uh, yeah, it was 12th grade. 
I paid bus tickets to go from here to Jersey, then from Jersey to New York. Wow. And it was like in the winter. So much fun, though. It's so cool. It was cool. You definitely see a lot of people from different backgrounds and different talents. It's cool. I don't know, though. I, mm-hmm. Maybe someday, but for some reason, I've just never really thought of trying American Idol. Well, you should just uh, like go for it, you know? Just give it a whirl. You never know, you know? Just give it a shot. Unless you're like, uh, unless you're thinking like, maybe you feel like you haven't developed as much to do something like yeah. that. But you never yeah. know. You never know. But like, does this run in your family or were you always wanting to become a singer? This does not run in my family. It's like I was just bitten by the music bug. <laughs> the music <Yeah>. bug? <laughs> Never heard that one. Oh, oh my goodness. So you basically, it's all you. That's interesting. Yeah. How did you end up stumbling on this path? Like, how did it all begin? Um, It started in church. When I think about it, that's as early as I can remember. Like, um... Growing up, I, my parents would have me and my siblings go to church all the time. And my mother, I mean, she, so, like, I have people in my family who sing, but they never really, like, pursued it, pursued it. So my mom, um, she used to sing at church, and um, my dad was an elder. And so, because, like, my parents were involved in church, me and my siblings had to be involved in church. And so when I was, like, a about a teenager that's when I started getting active in the music ministry and it just went from there wow so how does it feel when you how did it feel when you were first uh singing in church oh it felt great I loved it I would sing in choir we that we went to competitions uh mm-hmm. I would say my one of my most favorite moments doing that was when I used to be a part of um, the youth praise team so we were almost kind of like this maybe I think it was about six of us with me included so we were kind of like this team of people and we had like really strong harmonies and we would sing like we would sing songs like Israel New Breed and Ty Tribbett songs and things like that and I feel like that's kind of the area where I started finding my voice as a singer wow that's so cool I noticed that's a lot of people that's a lot of um, artists these days say like uh, it all started from the church I think it's because when you're around that spiritual environment, you feel like you can really, you're, and plus you're around people who you feel are loved because a lot of people, what holds them back to want to try to sing is that they're, they're afraid that, oh no, what if someone hears me and then they hear me, uh, uh, and then, you know, they're all going to laugh at me. When we're at church, like you feel more accepted, especially if you have a family that's very, very religious. I think that's a good place to start for uh, a lot of people. And you're not the only one um, that's done that, like, uh, uh, Fantasia Barino was like that too. In this type of genre, like, why do you feel that people give up in this type of career when there's so much potential? Ooh, good question. Um, I would say it's two reasons. <laughs> okay. Um, so the first reason is because, although yes, we have a lot more opportunities to put ourselves out there with music. Um, the downside is distribution is so cheap now that anybody can start the company and it's so fragmented that it takes in some ways it does take a lot more work and more of a stress a strategy to um find who you are find your brand like now artists do more than just write songs perform now they actually have to also think about their image and their brand like how can i work this way to be able to attract my audience and there's some musicians that I know from my own experiences from people I've met um, 
that they don't really want to accept that. And so they have, they have so much potential, so much talent, but they just don't have the motivation to also do the administrative side of the work to do their homework, to figure out what works for them. And then that's why they give yeah. up because they think they get discouraged. If they are trying to pursue the music industry and a business model back in like the eighties <laughs> and it doesn't right. work like that anymore. Yeah. Um, and then, so the first reason, cause fragmented that, uh, second reason I think is because some people are talented, but they second guess themselves and they allow what p- other people say about their music that are may mm-hmm. not like their music, but that doesn't mean that they're not good. It just means that their music's just not meant for those people. And they let that get the best of them. I think that would probably be a good thing because at least you would know what is your target audience. I would take mm-hmm. that as a good thing. So you could just narrow it down. Okay, okay, done with y'all. Let's try this group, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe also because like people look at the negative as only a negative when mm-hmm. you should like twirl that around, like look at the bad things as a good thing. Like for instance, what if someone stole like a piece of artwork, you're going to get your stuff stolen. You can't really stop that in anything, obviously. But instead of looking at it as a bad thing, even though you should, because hello, that's uh, that's your money being taken away. Not only that, but but also look at it as a way as even though they took that from you, look at it also as that you're so valuable to someone that they think that that has worth. And now right there should be looked at as a positive thing. Like, oh my goodness, wow. I must be... uh. I want to hit like if when people make a parody, <laughs> like I like like if like let's say you made a song and people made a crap ton of parodies making fun of it. Um, mm-hmm. Number one, free publicity for you. Right. And number two, <laughs> and number two, you're getting your name out there because like, huh? This, they're making fun of this song, but I've never even heard a song. I wonder what this song really sounds like. There you go. You got someone actually is listening to you. So there's ups and downs with everything, but instead of being a downer about it, like look at it as a good way, you know. But what made you choose this type of style too? Like what made you fall into the country and indie and rockish type of style? When I lived in Lynchburg, Virginia, I went to Liberty Mm -hmm. University and that town is a small town that people don't really think about other than Liberty, but (laughs) because it's so small, but like besides Liberty, when you actually are involved with the community, it's such a creative hub and people have this huge appreciation for like folk and, uh, Americana and country music, but really strongly in folk. And so that was the area where I started listening to more of those styles of music. And so naturally when I would write my songs, even though it would be written in pop instrumentation, I would still have those influences in my music. So what would you say is your main influence in music? My main influence in music? That is a good question. Hmm. Do you mean by like an artist or just like it could be something in life in general? Life in general. In general? Yeah. Hmm. I would say it would have to be my experiences. Like I'm really like reflective in my music and I like to be honest. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where my music comes from. Can you give an example of one of your songs? Oh, yeah, I can. Um, so Saving Grace. Okay. Um, Saving Grace is a very reflective song. And when I write my songs... I like to, I write my songs from like experiences that happened that were not that great, (laughs) but I like to write it in a way that is positive for more of a positive perspective to kind of like encourage myself and also in hopes of encouraging other people. So even though like Saving Grace talks about getting your heart broken, it's almost in a way that this person who broke my heart actually saved my life because 
things could have been a lot worse if things actually ended up the way that I thought I wanted it to be. But instead, it's more like, hey, you set me free. <laughs> I'm never going back to that again. Yeah, that's a good perspective. I never really thought that is a good perspective. Um, that's actually inspiring. Like, so, like, basically, you like to take something that's, you know, it's dark. There's actually a positivity at the end of the, uh, at the end of the dark tunnel type of deal. That's really cool. Um, that's I wish there was more of that actually, because a lot of uh, songs these days they don't even have that many um, meanings or stories behind them. They are so out there, but it's not as um, as strong as it used to be. It's so rare that much anymore. It's more about like the rhythm and the music, mm-hmm. which uh, music is cool. But mm-hmm. um, I miss like how uh, the stories, especially like when R and B was known for that. Um, mm-hmm. Now it's like totally, uh, totally different. Not only the only uh, genre anymore is a little bit of hip hop and um, country that tells stories that much anymore. Now you called your your latest album that came out is called Boss Babe the EP. Yep. Uh, so where did that name come from? So two stories to that. Um, so yeah. when I first started making my stuff public on social media, a Canadian um, artist spot on my page and she liked one of my pictures and her comment was boss babe and that's the first time i've ever heard of that term <laughs> and so <laughs> i looked at a hashtag and realized oh my gosh this is actually a movement this is cool and i'm like so flattered that she thinks i'm a boss babe <laughs> 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 so that's kind of like where the hook idea came from and then another side of the story is when i kind of realized uh that somebody that i thought was my friend was really my friend and didn't really value um what i've been trying to do and it's just one of those experiences you kind of go through when you when you like have a goal you want to realize you want to do something and you have doubters it was one of those moments so that's kind of like where the verses came in Mm -hmm. and yeah because uh i just kind of got it's more it's kind of it's kind of like autobiographical i guess in a way even though i wrote it as a narrative it's like i just got tired of people thinking that I didn't have ambition, that I didn't have goals. And so I kind of like wrote that as a way to be like, actually, no, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to prove that. And um, I also kind of wrote it as an anthem as well because of that movement. So I'm like, I know that I'm not the only person who goes through this. So Mm -hmm. that was boss, babe. (laughs) When it comes to stuff like this, like, um, what do you feel? Ashley, who was that? Who was that artist, by the way, that found you from Canada? Um, Dama Grant, I think. Let me see if I can. Dama Grant Instagram. Yeah, she's a Canadian artist. Dominique Grant. Okay. Her name is Dominique Grant. Okay. What type of style does she sing? Her style? It's kind of like pop R&B-ish. Ooh. She has a very, very beautiful voice. I gotta check her out. (laughs) But what do you feel is the next generation in music? I feel like we are kind of seeing it right now where the music industry is going to become more and more independent to where artists are going to realize that they don't really need a label to get started. And they're going to focus on getting started in their local, in their community rather than I'm trying to go to like the major cities because you can really get started anywhere. Like, you don't need... I used to think that I needed to move to New York. I needed to move to California. And I'm realizing that the more that I'm pursuing this, that, oh, 
I could live anywhere. I could live in a small town where nobody even knows where it is. <laughs> and You know, that is true. yeah. And that's like, uh, that's why like a lot of people make that, that mistake. Like a lot of people like move to those big cities and end up like nowhere because like you literally didn't have to do that. You just wasted half of your money traveling all those states with only your car. And really, you didn't have to. Like I see a lot of uh, people in this area, like all they do is have uh, this uh, area and then like a couple of states away and they have a big fan base. Like you don't need like the whole world to, even though that'd be cool, but you don't really need the whole world to follow you. Like you can literally just have to like a thousand fans and have a happy life from that. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, a friend of mine named Nick Marilla. Like, uh, he's an indie artist. He's a, yeah, indie art. He's a indie genre type of artist. And he's making a good living on his own. He lives in Pittsburgh now. Um, he's actually making a really, really good living on his own. And he's not, like, the top is, like, like close to, like, not, like, Ush or anything. But, like, he's a pretty good. And he's done, he's doing, he's doing a, a bunch of tours now. And he's, he's happy, you know? Right. And it's, like, a lot of the major labels are even changed in a way that they had their model like some labels if it's like an indie label they, if they give you a deal they don't give you an advancement where you can quit your day job <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean the only kind of labels that do that are mainly like the major labels or like an indie label that's pretty big like cobalt but why would you want to do that because technically it's kind of more like an investment it's like a loan it's not really free money that they're giving you and that's why back in the day a lot of artists got trapped or when they stopped yeah. doing music they ended up broke so i, I feel like that's definitely going to change in the future yeah because no one wants to be the whole like that's what happened with tony braxton too mm-hmm. but back in the day like they cheated you which was mm-hmm. freaking messed up they can at least tell you but i think like all that's basically changed because everyone's seen all that and what's going on like yeah no i saw what you did to tlc i saw what you did <laughs> right. to tony braxton i saw what you did to them and that i ain't, ain't gonna play me it's either you're gonna show me how it is let me have a lawyer read the read the contract or we ain't doing nothing together i ain't doing that you know, mm-hmm. but everyone feels that like you have to be young, which is basically true because age does kind of matter in a way. Like it does sell. Let's say you're a hip hop artist and you're in your 40s starting out. No one's going to really look at you. Um, right. But uh, if you're 20, everyone's going to be like, holy crap, this guy's hot. You know what I'm saying? But, right. um, <laughs> but it's true. But like, do you feel like it's too late when you're older or do you feel like that's false? You can try you can use your dreams of being a singer at any age. I used to feel like you had to be a certain age, and that honestly used to give me a lot of anxiety. But the more that I kind of changed my mindset with, oh, I want to be signed to a major label, I want to be a mainstream pop artist. Like when I just started focusing on just being indie, I began to see other opportunities to where it it's definitely possible to start any time. As long as you focus on your niche market, you're going to find somebody that's going to like your stuff. Your music is good. It doesn't matter how you look. <laughs> They're going to want to hear it. Yeah. And if you have a great personality, people are going to like you too. At least that's how, it, I, how I think of it. <laughs> that's true. That's so, so true. <laughs> but like, um, what do you, do you also feel like there's a start? Like, should you just start like knowing this when you're a kid or? Oh, that's debatable. <laughs> I think that's debatable because, like, it's great to start when you're young, but then there's also a lot of, like, terrible stories of people that start when they're kids. 
honestly think it's just best to start like as soon as you're like maybe 18 or 17 i feel like if you're a kid it's too much like me personally i mean when i was younger of course and i saw like people that were like in their teens and they made it i wanted that i was like that looks so cool but looking back at it now and being in my you know my age what i am right now i'm kind of like grateful that i didn't get the opportunity so young because i feel like i would have missed out on a lot that i probably wouldn't have had the chance to have Oh, yeah, that's a downside when you're a yeah. child star because, like, you don't really have a childhood, you know? Right. Uh, you miss out a crap ton of things. Like, a lot of them break down when they're adults because, like, what did they have? So, as soon as they hit 18, they can do what the hell they want. They, they just go buy these brand new cars and crashing them and partying all day, uh, go freaking nuts because, like, what did they have to get when they were kids? Like, right. Like, this is sad, like. I mean, I, I think it's also because they get to get a lot of things when they're kids, so they're like, oh my god, yay! I can get this, 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 I can get anything I ever want. I'm, I'm living the dream. But no, you're not, because, like, huh, you're doing what they tell you to do. Can I right. go out and play? And then they watch everyone else play, and they're like, what the hell are you doing? There's this thing called outside. You should go out, you should go out and play sometime. Which is sad, because all, all they know is staying in the studio. Mm-hmm. You know? Jackson saw oh, yeah. a perfect example of this. Yeah. Perfect example. But I think it's good to start like vocally training your voice oh, when yeah. you're young, of course. So that way, when you get older, it's like you mastered it. Because everyone's mm-hmm. voice is different. Like, do you see believe that some people are just born, or do you believe that they just they're just able to adapt to it quicker? I think some people just adapt to it quicker. I do think that there's some people that it takes a lot more work for them that have that voice. But yeah, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a muscle, and if you don't practice, it does get weaker. I mean, like, Ed Sheeran's an example. He said that he used to not be able to sing, but then he started practicing, and now he's, like, one of the best people out there. There you go, people. If you think if you want to be able to sing, never feel like, oh, my God, I can't sing. No, you may not be able to now, but right. uh, it's like when you're – it's like going to the gym. You're going to have to work hard and work that weight, and then you get the body you want. It's the same thing, but it's just with the voice. But, like, yeah, do you how, how do you go about with your exercises – Oh, my vocal exercises? Yes. Oh, um, well, I had well, I had a voice teacher. He moved back to New York, but I had a voice teacher. And I'm also mm-hmm. classically trained, so my training goes from college, and then I just paid extra classes with my voice teacher. Okay. I, I believe that if you really want to have a career in music and you want to be a singer, you definitely should have a vocal coach no matter what. It's just good to have someone to hold you accountable mm-hmm. and to just – keep you on top of things because if you get busy it's very easy to get out of practice like i know Mm. for me if i don't sing if i don't practice or like or sing for like a few days then i get a little out of practice like i'm that kind of person where i need to always have my voice my voice needs to always be in shape i always need to make sure i practice even if it's just like 20 minutes a day do you believe it's also the stuff that you eat too like uh, the whole mucus thing what would you say is the best stuff to eat um to keep your voice like out of the mucus area definitely drink water don't try to eat too much sweets and uh, also don't eat or drink dairy before you sing <laughs> why is that because dairy builds up the mucus more oh <laughs> yeah stay away from ice cream and pizza and uh, cheese all that no not before okay. you sing uh pizza might um i'm gonna try on that one like okay here's a good question whenever like you're singing a lot of time your voice gets tired what would you say is the best way to get yourself to be able to sing again? Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Your body is tired. Just go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but what if you're on tour and your voice is messed up and then like you have to finish that day Ooh, that's a toughie um <laughs> well you know take advantage of that mic and be nice to the sound guy make it sound like you're really pushing it out there <laughs> <laughs> or lip sing <laughs> or lip sing hey some pop stars did that uh, do, you, do you believe the whole um tea and honey thing tea and honey mm, in some ways yeah in some ways i think it depends on the person too because i've had moments where i tried tea and honey but like mm. i just needed to sleep once i went to sleep then i'm fine <laughs> okay i guess it's maybe your body saying okay okay mommy uh you need to shut it down because if you don't shut it down i'm tired as hell if you don't shut it down i ain't helping you out anymore all right i heard you the first time i'm going to sleep I guess everyone is different because everyone everyone says different things. Everyone, some people say because I was re- I was looking it up one day. And like uh, some people think say like snorting fumes or something like that, or yawning, or tea, or going to sleep, or lots and lots of water, or not talking the whole day, mm-hmm. um, all types of stuff, you know. But you know, how does that work then? If for example, like for screamo singers, because when you're screaming. You're killing your voice, but you're still able to do a nice note. How does that work then? Oh, I, I don't. I wish I knew the answer to that, and I'll be singing more screamo. <laughs> <laughs> because that makes no sense. Because I tried it one time, and my voice was gone for like three days. Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> like I was listening to this, uh, this. There's this actually this teacher online. His name. He has a band called Etni Sin. He's a teacher for screamo singers, and he does bass, drums, guitar, sings, and screams, mixes, and produces. He does basically the whole thing. But, like, he was saying, like, you have to scream in a certain way. And I heard him scream, and he was like, I thought the whole window was going to crash. Like, And and then all of a sudden, he sings this high, 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 high voice sounding like Michael Jackson. And I'm like, how the hell did you do that? And wow. I mean, don't get me wrong. Screamo is freaking B.A. It's freaking amazing. But mm-hmm. uh, you have to have, I give props to those I can be able to do that because like, that's just crazy how that not kill your vocal cords and still able to go the rest of the night, you know? Right. It must take a lot of practice. But where did even Screamo even come from? Good question. It's not like metal rock. Didn't it come from that? I have no idea. I'm... I gotta look that up because they probably came from somewhere. It's not like someone was like they're probably they're playing a the guitar and all of a sudden they stub their toe. Ah! Whoa, 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 whoa! Cut that! Cut that! What the hell did you just do? Oh, I screamed! Holy crap, guys! We made a new discovery. Okay, we're, we're recording that. Oh my god! That's what I would think. <laughs> And now it's cut it time from a word from our sponsors. I don't know. Going off topic here, but um okay, so now it's time for an outside the box questions. So, okay. So fun time here. If you could change your name, what would it be and why? I can't change my name. I've thought of that. Like I <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't change my name. There's only one person that calls me um, a different name than what everyone calls me, but that's because she's like my best friend. 
is that? <laughs> Abby. Abby? Why is that? Yeah. Because, so, like, I my parents are Ghanaian, so I'm Ghanaian-American, and Ghanaians all have, like, two first names. There's the name that, their government name, and then there's, like, their family name. So my government name is Mame, but my family name is Abena. So for short, I'm called Abby. Oh, yeah. okay. Awesome. And she actually called me that because when I w- used to live in Nashville and I was working at an office depot, um, <laughs> people would always stop in the line and hold it up because they want to know the origin of my my first name, Mame. And mm-hmm. so because I wanted to stop the traffic, so I just changed my name to Abby and that's how she met me. So it just stuck with her. So she just calls me Abby. And I will call you Abby after this. <laughs> <laughs> How about, have you ever had any other nicknames growing up? No. That's that's pretty much it. People have tried. Like, I've had people really try. They try to call me May, M. They tried. It just never stuck. <laughs> yeah, come on, May, May. Nope. <laughs> so what do you believe is the closest to magic? I believe the closest to magic, this is going to sound cheesy, but Uh-oh. I believe the closest to magic is when you complete a art piece, whether it's a song or a painting, and you just get this good feeling about it where you feel like it didn't even come from you, like it came from someone else. To me, that's magic. Wow. That's not cheesy. That's deep. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, though. Because, like, you're putting all that hard work and all of a sudden you're seeing what you had in your head come to life, you know? Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people can do that. Some people struggle with that. That takes That's a that's freaking a skill. Not a lot of people are good at abstract, like, looking at something and just doing it, like, or just drawing that or creating it, you know? You literally have to take time and pull it out of your head. Like, that's, like, that's like a, a, a skill that not a lot of people can have. So that's something to be proud of. So hell, say, heck, shit, that'll be magic. You got the magic in you like B.O.B. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you consider a gag reel of your life? Ah, uh, gag reel. What does gag reel mean? <laughs> okay, so like the funniest moment that's ever happened in your life. Oh my gosh. Oh. Like funny, embarrassing, or just funny, funny? Funny, funny. Funny, funny. Mm. Unless you want it to be embarrassing. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so this one is actually recent. <laughs> okay. This is a very recent one. So, um, I was hanging out with one of my guy friends, and, he, and um, yeah, he needed to go shopping to get some shoes. So we went to DSW, and then on the way, we saw World Market, and I love World Market. Have you ever heard of World Market? I have no idea what that is. So it's like this big store that's filled with, like, different types of snacks and food and furniture from different parts of the world. Okay, now I'm ready to go there. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, World Market, we have to go there. So we went there, uh-huh. and we, like, saw, like, we got like chips and there's these British cookies that I love. They're called digestives and I couldn't mm. find them. And so I asked the cashier and she seemed so friendly. She's like, yeah, so she showed me where it was, but it cost too much. So I just got something else. So like me and my <laughs> friend, we just got like, <laughs> we got like chips and some chocolate. Mm-hmm. And um, then when we were going to the register for her to ring us up, I was I'm going to pay for the, the items that I got first and she wanted to talk me into uh, signing up the rewards. And I I told her I wasn't really interested. And even, like, and even like my friend, he was like, nah. And we kind of had to go, too, because we were trying to go check out this burger place. And it was closing soon. And she was so pushy. 
And so I try to come up with excuses. We're like, well, you know, we could just try online. And then she just went straight and like went straight to like the register where I had to put in my phone number. Like she would not let me go until I signed up to the rewards program. So <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So I went ahead and just like signed up. And then after that, when she tried to get uh, my friend to sign up, he was like, no, we're not interested. No. And then she says, well, you can give the credit. We're like, no we gotta go and so like we left but it felt like a Seinfeld moment because even though I made so many excuses to not that I didn't want to sign up she just wanted to get her points and she wanted to sign me up (laughs) (laughs) that's funny (laughs) so when do you feel is the fastest time and then the slowest time today the fastest time and the slowest time in a day or two day okay so basically what is what do you feel as a moment as in like holy crap, that went quick. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, I wish this would just freaking end. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, if I was working or doing a project or working a job that I didn't really like, it makes the day feel incredibly slow. Mm-hmm. But if I'm spending time with the right people and or I'm working on a project or a job that I like, then the time goes by very fast. So what do you feel is that like what do you feel is that like time of moments like when you're on the metro? Oh, the metro? Um sometimes it could feel long. But there's some moments it could feel fast. <laughs> but it, it depends on what line though. I'm terrified of the red line in DC. So I feel like when I'm in that one, that line, it feels slow. But if I'm riding like the yellow line or the blue line, it goes pretty fast. Why are you afraid of the red line? Oh, there's a lot of crazy stories about the red line. Like what? <laughs> Um, people jumping over the train to end themselves. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, people committed suicide on the red line. Are you serious? Uh, what? Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, and it's also well, I think they're finally fixing it now. But it, it was also the oldest, um, like rail. So two years ago, it got the the rail or something was on fire, and people were like stuck for hours. Oh, A lot of people got God. sick because of the fumes. Um, there's this one incident recently this year where a woman was assaulted by at night in the red line and there was no one to help her because it was just her and this one person, like crazy things happen in the red line. Don't ride a red line people in DC. Don't ride the red line. Oh my God. That's like, (laughs) that's like some cursed stuff. That's like, that's like paranormal type of deal. You're right. That that line is cursed. Oh my God. Thank God I didn't freaking ride that line. Oh my God. I would rather ride the uh, I don't know, ride a Lyft or Uber. <laughs> the red, the red line. I don't care if it costs more. If it's like sixty bucks to ride a Lyft or an Uber and like only ten bucks with the red line, I would never do it. <laughs> oh my god, man. that's freaking crazy! I didn't even know that. Oh my god, mm-hmm. that went dark real quick. This is almost like DC yeah, comics. Yeah, pretty dark. Oh, <laughs> guys, I'm so sorry, everyone. But hey, it happens. Things yeah. happens in DC, you know. Mm-hmm. Just don't ride a red line. So, um, what's one memory that you always seem to go back to? Like a good memory? Yes. When I lived in Nashville, okay. I would say I go back to that a lot. When I lived in Nashville, those were good times. It was very brief, but it was good. What would you say was the best moments in Nashville? I feel like that was a time where I felt like I really grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, I well, it was the first time I actually left my parents' home for real and started my own life on my own and tried to figure things out on my own. Went to school there briefly and um I made new friends. I had my own apartment for the first time. I I was 
not that good of a guitar player then, but I tried a couple times to open mic. <laughs> <laughs> what was that yeah, like? It was interesting. It was interesting. Like, um, the people were very friendly. Um, at that time, my set was a lot shorter, a lot shorter then. But yeah, it was interesting. But like, um, do you believe that? Okay, this is probably this is going back to the topic. Um, basically, do you believe that? it's okay for an artist to not know how to play or do you believe that all artists should know how to play an instrument yes um hmm. i think it depends some people get lucky and even though they don't play an instrument they're lucky to find like the right partner that does play and they become a really good team but a lot of us don't get that lucky (laughs) (laughs) and um because it's like having a you know a music partner. It's almost like a marriage in a way. Like it's a serious relationship. It's like business, and it's also music. It has to be like that's true. You got to really get along, right? Because that's how many people break up, right? Got to be on the same page, have the same way, be on the same wavelength, like all the time. <laughs> um. Oh my god. So I would say, in some ways, yes, it is good. It's a plus because, especially if you have that background in music theory. But even if you're not a strong mm-hmm. instrumental player, if you at least study music theory, it makes you a better writer. Because at least theoretically, you know what you want, and you can at least write it out. And there's like software to do that. You don't need to write it by hand. There's like Finale and MuseScore. You can use that. <laughs> what about people that use like beatboxing and use it into the? Uh... And record it and alter it into making it in a different sound. Do you believe that would be considered an instrument? Beatbox? Okay, so let's say like you're doing the... And then you take that, record it, throw it into the computer, and then alter it and turn it into a beat. Yeah, I would consider that an, an instrument. It's your voice. A voice is an instrument. Yeah, because yeah, because like uh, this one artist, uh, even though he can play the freaking piano like a beast, but uh, that's what he often does. He often uh, sings... And then um, he does like a certain beat with his voice. He records into his MIDI pad uh, on his keyboard, and then he alters it and turns it into a beat while he's playing the piano. And then he let he overlays it, overlays it, and then he makes a whole beat on the spot while he's singing. Freaking crazy! That's awesome. Look him up. That dude is crazy. The dude's crazy. Yeah, like um, this one day, like he's he's a different type of dude. Because when you see him, he's you you fuck you freaking be afraid of him. <laughs> When he's on stage, he has a mask and a hood on. And when he first w- appeared on stage, everyone was talking and talking aloud. And he just walked on the stage slowly, waiting for everyone to stop talking. And so what he did was he got the mic and moved it toward the speaker. And it made that high-pitched sound. And it, it blew everyone's ears out and everyone got quiet. And then all of a sudden, he sang on the mic and everyone was like dead at him. And then he just started to make a beat on this, literally a whole song on the spot, recreated a song on the spot, and the crowd went nuts. That dude is freaking amazing. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that's, like, a new thing that I've noticed. People just just beatboxing and, like, uh, even, even, even if they're not uh, altering with a program, they literally are able to beatbox and sing at the same time, which I'm not sure how that's done. But it's a skill. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's actually starting to be a new uh, type of genre now, at least like for YouTube or whatnot. I don't know if it would be like, okay, this is a new genre, guys. This is beat bop pop. So uh, <laughs> let's do this going. You know, I don't know about that, but like it's enough for like if you want to go open Mikey, you got no one to do it. You was like, all right, you know, and do it on the spot. That's freaking crazy, man. Yeah. 
But have you ever thought about um, working with any other type of genres other than those type of styles? Oh, yeah, of course. I love like what? I love any opportunity to collaborate and try something new. So any updates on future music? Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. Actually working on another EP. And the next EP okay. is going to be five tracks rather than two tracks. Okay. What was that going to be called? The name is still to be determined, but I have played... Darn. A couple of the songs that I plan on putting on the EP on Instagram. So you can watch it on Instagram TV. Oh, mm-hmm. so there you go, guys. You can watch it on Instagram TV. And what's your Instagram name? Mommy Music. There you go. So if you guys really want to listen to her music, like she really does have a really, really great voice. Like I remember when I was, when I first heard Saving Grace. And when I heard her song, she made me think of a little bit of Amy Lee. The way she did her long, her long drags and her voice. Her voice. Especially that one one high note in near the end, like in the end, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this girl makes you think of Amy Lee. <laughs> this girl is freaking awesome. Like, this is freaking crazy. Like, no, because like, even though like the EP is only two songs, it's very, very, very moving. You would not want to miss it. Where else can we follow you at, Mom? Um, you can follow me on Spotify. I'm on Apple okay. Music and on Deezer on youtube but if you follow me on those other platforms you would have to follow by my actual name which is mommy danso nice so we're at the end of this podcast here but i have one last question um we all have that moment of wanting to giving up sometimes especially in this day and age where we feel like everything needs to move quick mm-hmm. everything needs to move quick everyone's like that but what advice would you give to those who feel like they don't even want to try and pursuing their dreams anymore what would you say to them to help them not choose that way try to find a community of people that are positive and be around those people and if they are also pursuing the same thing that you're pursuing that makes it even better because you guys can hold each other accountable yeah it does matter with who you hang around with because their energy becomes your energy mm-hmm. And if they're just like you, then you're both going to share the same thing. And then who who knows? You might just collaborate and do a thing together, you know? Mm-hmm. But I thank you so much for telling your story and being here. I really appreciate it. And I wish you the best in your future, mommy. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thank you all so much for supporting this podcast and listening, as always. And remember to always be unique. This is Fernando and mommy signing off until we hit the next story. But before I go, I just have one question for all of y'all who are fighting for their dreams. What's your story? <laughs>